0: are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast,
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, we've seen the white smoke. Uh, after 10 days, uh, the Cleveland Browns have a new head coach. Um, Pete and I, I guess we're going to have to start finding each other if anybody uses the word Todd as the head coach. I think he should be appropriately referred to by his first name. But uh, Freddie Kitchens, um, when this all kind of started off, you think he had a really, really good shot here. Um, you know, some of the stuff you're seeing here today. You know, maybe Mike McCarthy would have taken the job without Freddie. Not sure how much he can put into that. But here was the thing: as this went on, and guys, if you remember what I said the other night with Samantha Button, I said sometimes you find something when you didn't know you were looking for it. And with getting eight weeks of Freddie Kitchens as your offense coordinator. You saw tremendous growth. And as far as these national pundits who want to piss all over this, you're probably the same ones who pissed over the original selection of Baker Mayfield to begin with. And guys, it's fine. We don't care. And it's going to be real tough. Uh, Fox Sports, good luck next year when Cleveland's a playoff team and trying to cover it. Because you're digging your own grave here. So go ahead with that. They really became enamored with Freddie Kitchens. And here was the issue. It was we think maybe he's a year away okay that's fine how do you hire a head coach saying I really like my offensive coordinator you're gonna let him do whatever he wants and we think he's a year away from being a head coach it's a tough spot for somebody to take that job as a head coach here else is the other thing what if you know you liked the head coach Freddie took it personally and Freddie was gone here was a guy you knew you liked So do you give them the job a little earlier than maybe you absolutely 110% wanted to? Or do you say you want to know what? Everything that's going on here right now, I don't want to change. And, And this is another one with the big media. Second ranked offense over the last eight weeks of the regular season. The Cleveland Browns were the second ranked overall offense. Right behind the Kansas City Chiefs. So don't ignore it. And don't act like, oh, you know, it's this or it's. This. The guy flat out got the job freaking done. Pete Smith from NFL's Bin Zone, everybody. Go ahead, Pete.
0: Um, well, I don't know if I wrote it yesterday or the day before, but I said basically people. Yep, I saw it. it. It was out there. People in Northeast Ohio, people maybe in the division will get it and be like, yeah, this is a good hire for the Browns. I think the further out you get, the more it's going to be looked at as a, a who-type situation, or you're going to see people basically spin it as, well, the Browns couldn't get anyone to take this job, so they settled on uh, Freddie Kitchens. When, you know, if they went the opposite way, where they went, you know, we're, we're just hiring Freddie Kitchens without a thorough, thorough cur- coaching search, they could have made the case they 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 believed this was their guy and and no search was needed. Personally, I wanted them to take the search because I wanted them to if nothing else confirm that this was their guy. They could, you know, put him up, you know, maybe get away from the the, the moment and sort of make sure that they weren't missing something that was out there. And they talked to what I felt like was a pretty good field of candidates and and ultimately came back and decided Freddie Kitchens was the man. I'm hoping that that that's what it was that they basically said, Look, we really like this guy. And whether that's selling it to ownership or just making sure everybody's sort of on the same page, we went through a field of these guys. We came back and go, Yeah, Freddie's our man. And, And if that's the case, now everybody's on the same page. Everybody's excited about it. And we roll forward. You know, if you want to get into the whole. Thought he was a year away. I, I, I remember when Sean McVay was hired and the, we basically uh, were in the mindset of this was a project head coach in that it would take years for this thing to sort itself out. But you're hoping it wasn't too bad and they promptly made the playoffs the next year. So, you know, you, you can get into that stuff. All I can say is I like to hire. Uh, that doesn't mean it'll work. Uh, I, I think the things that Freddie Kitchens was doing are sustainable. I think they will continue to be effective. I think what he's doing with Baker Mayfield and, and the offense over the past the last eight weeks, I don't think you know, I, I'm sure defenses can can scheme and whatnot, but to a certain point, it's really difficult to defend a quarterback who's that good and you have backs that can do what they can do. And as your weapons get better, the offense is just going to get better and your offensive line is solid. So that was my worry with a guy like Greg Williams is, you know, that, yeah, they they loved it. It was the right man for the right job, but maybe it wears off. I think what Freddie Kitchens offers, at least from that schematic standpoint, is sustainable and will continue to be effective. Now, that doesn't mean he can necessarily handle the – Uh, big head coaching job but but the problem I always had is the people who criticize he has more experience being an assistant head coach than he does an offensive coordinator so he's really done more in terms of the those big those big picture decisions than he has actually called plays and I would hope that with the interview process with the idea that if you understand what sort of goes into these interviews to some extent I mean there's a lot there but Part of it is you're basically to selling them on the staff you want to bring together, and you're saying I can get you know I can get this guy, this guy, this guy. Uh, they're on board. We can keep this guy, this guy, and this guy, and we're going to go from there. And that's part of it. Um, and and I, and I have to think that on some level they basically decided that you know in addition to play, call, calling plays as well as he did for the the, the last eight weeks. That he did have his ducks in a row, and they did were confident, and I think that's part of the reason that 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 he was basically the last interview was that they wanted to give him the opportunity to sort of make his best pitch.
1: And look, and you brought up the play calling, which he took like a fish to water too. Um, what did he do? Um, and you know this this just came along. You know this you know tweet came out a little while ago. Over the last eight games, Jarvis Landry's targets were never more than eight a game where he was pretty much in double digits up until the first half of the season. The offense took out. Guys, don't take it as a knock on Landry, but take it as a a compliment of Baker can do what he wants with anybody he wants, which makes it very impossible to defend. I mean, you know, you can walk into a game and, you know, guys, we did this. We said, all right, let Julio Jones do whatever he wants. Don't let anybody else beat us. It worked. It worked. But you can't just say, oh, we're going to take Baker out. Well, that's great. If you sack him seven times, he got a shot. Didn't work. He barely got touched over the second half of the season. Freddie made those adjustments as well, along with Bob Wiley. They put those adjustments in to make sure that their quarterback was not going to get touched. Because if you give him just ample time, he was going to pick people apart. And once he got comfortable from the fact that he wasn't going to get beat down, he was able to go deep and able to go deep early and often with a great success rate. Um, let's not, I mean, let's not poo-poo on the freaking, the red zone, for God's sakes, where they excelled, not even good, they excelled in the red zone. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the Nick Chubb transition was a a tremendous asset, because you're talking about a 12, 1300 yard rushing back, probably year in, year out, if everything lines up for Nick Chubb. I don't know how you can look at what this offense did over the last eight weeks when this franchise was one and 31 and say, you know, oh, I don't, he didn't do much. You, you you just you're looking at it blindly. So I mean, look if it's, if it's to continue to go with the LOL Browns, that's fine. But that's fine. We don't want you here then. Whatever. Just make your jokes from afar. It's it's probably going to come back to bite you in the ass. Um, there's obviously you know other things here now. Um, look, Greg Williams moved on from. Um, I don't know if this was Greg upset with the fact that he didn't get the head coaching job, or he he wasn't going to go back to defensive coordinator. Look, the D gave up a ton of yards. They gave up a ton of points. Um, still won games in the second half in spite of it. Uh, but they gave up 4.7 yards of carry. Almost 2,400 yards on the ground. I think it was 20 or 21 touchdowns. We're gonna We'll talk a little bit about possible defensive coordinators. But keep in mind that you're going to get two to three, if not four pieces on that defense... And we already love the defense a ton as it is, so that's going to get sprinkled in. You know, look, I mean, I, I don't know if you're going, you know, I, I I don't know if you're going to get a huge name here as defensive coordinator. If you do, that's fantastic. Um, first one that's going to come here now is Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles has not signed a contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they are an option. Apparently the Chicago Bears are now an option, obviously, but their head coach, uh, their defensive coordinator, just getting uh, Vic, Vin, Vic Faggio getting a job with the Denver Broncos. Is Can he get on the phone if, if you're Cleveland here? Todd Bowles is a good guy. He is. Uh, not, not really a good head coach. He can coach defense. Um, he'd be an interesting name right off the bat, Pete. Um,
0: so Greg Williams um... – Right man at the right time. Uh, but it, I think part of the deal is why he's not here is, you know, he came out. He was blatantly honest. He said Freddie was not his first choice for offensive coordinator when he took over. I'm sure that didn't help his case. But uh, also I think this, this comes down to uh, not getting into a situation with, with you know, the, the guy who was just the head coach and now a different, different guy and the same guys are all in the building. It just – it it doesn't work it's very difficult to do it just has it's just a recipe for rift um basically pitting the defense against the offense more than you want it to and and those types of things uh tables my guess is that if there was any momentum on this that uh we'd already have heard about it um it's not i I don't want to say it's impossible but you know, part again when you when you're going through these interviews, you know, as you're getting your, your ducks in a row with your staff, you're you're reaching out to guys. Um, so I would assume that if 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 uh, Kitchens was interested in Bowls, that the the calls would have already been placed, uh, and and you know, a feeling out process would have been done with that. Um, so that, that's difficult to know, but certainly he's qualified. Um, yeah, there's just. I'm not. I I'm with you. I'm not super worried about the defensive coordinator job, just because you have an unbelievable roster to sell. But I also think that um, that it's very it's going to be very easy to sell this job to assistants because there's so much talent. So I don't think. There's going to be I, I, like I think there's people who are worried that the Browns have already missed out on assistance, and I don't buy that. I think for the most part, there are a lot of assistants who who uh, are looking at this job and going, "Wow, there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, that you know this could be good quickly and help you know my career or whatever. Um, that 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 this could be a launching pad for a lot of people, and and that's that's a good place to start for this for for. Uh, you know, a guy who's never been a head coach before, but certainly has been around the league a lot. He knows a lot of people that that he's in a great situation, uh, at least on paper. That this could really help out uh, and, and make make guys want the job, make make this job very attractive to uh, all comers.
1: And it seems like you, you know, the you know the up and coming you know future defensive coaching; those aren't the guys that you hear so much about. It's always the offensive side. And look, we see the way it's going. You know, Cliff Kingsbury getting a head coaching job. It's always the next offensive guys. That's where the league is at right now. There's not much talk about the next defensive guys. These guys do exist, obviously. Um, You know, another name here. uh, We have the two guys uh, battling it out for probably the Dolphin job. And it's whether it's Flores, whether it is Chris Richard. Here are two names right there. And, you know, these guys, I mean, both would have interest. And, you know... And like Pete said, here's the cell. You've got Larry. You've got Miles Garrett. You've got Larry Ogunjobi. I've got a secondary. I've got my middle linebacker. Yeah, we need a couple of pieces, but I mean, at the end of the day, this is what you're starting with before you even go through free agency and before you go through the draft. Uh, Richardson, uh, you know, uh, Richard with the with the Cowboys was you know the passing game coordinator on defense. Uh, you know, Flores uh with New England, obviously been there a while, uh, you know, a lot of knowledge to be soaked up in that room. These are two names right there, and you know, only one of these guys are gonna get the Miami, you know, gonna get the Miami head coaching job.
0: Uh yeah. Chris for sure, it's interesting. They the the two of them have connections from being in being in Dallas at the same time. Um I would make the case that the Bronx defensive coordinator job is more attractive than the Dolphins head coaching job. Um, <laughs> so if that, you know, if, if that doesn't work out, then certainly that'd be a great opportunity uh, since, you know, they they still have Rod Marinelli in Dallas um, unless he's, you know, wanting to retire or something that that's certainly an avenue and this isn't, you know, Chris Richard's uh, first rodeo in terms of being a sought-after coach. I mean, he's he's a former Seattle guy uh, that was was successful. So he's been around. That could be an option. Certainly, um, there's there's Pagano's running around. There's you know Steve Wilkes is running around. Uh, yeah, it's hard to keep track of everybody who's sort of around. But I'm not worried that when they when they get the guys they get, that we're going to be sitting here going, uh, well, they could. Why couldn't they get, you know, the great, you know, these great coordinators to come in? Like basically, I think everybody would be hoping for for uh, a Phillips type, Wade Phillips type hire. And I don't know that that type of stature is going to come in here. But they should have no problem getting a guy who can come in. Uh, with the defense, with with these type of players. I mean, Miles Garrett just turned 23.
1: And, and, you know, Blake Williams, uh, you know, right now in limbo, nothing's been said either way. Uh, Look, has some experience here. Uh, You know, it's almost about the time where he should be getting this gig. Did dad move on? And, you know, does Blake get this opportunity? It's another possibility. Uh, You know, obviously, you know, this front office does like a nice blend of analytics. Along with the old school football guy mentality, he, he would fit from that standpoint. Obviously, you know he he called the defense here towards the end of the season. Uh, you know there were some times where things looked good. Uh, you know he was able to get the career game out of Jabril Peppers. They were also able to get Jabril Peppers to say, "Look, you can manipulate this a little bit. Start to use your guts. Start to use your instincts if you feel something." And that's how that Denver game ended. I mean, he is another possibility here. But for me, the cell is going to be the players that are on this defense, Pete. Um, but yeah, I mean, Blake Williams—it could be another guy as well. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, certainly his career seems to be going in the right direction. He seems to be a guy with the arrow pointing up. Um, he's big into analytics, which should help his case. Um, I, I don't know how seriously he'd be viewed at, as a, a real. Defensive coordinator candidate at this point, but you know that doesn't mean he couldn't be you know a linebackers coach or or something like that. But that's one of those things. It's it's hard to know you know how amicably dad is leaving, and if that you know if everybody's basically like, look, we understand. There's no hard feelings here. You know, by all means, Blake, if if they offer you a job and you want it, go ahead and take it. Then you know there could be something there on the other hand if it's you know Greg Williams is sitting there mad that you know he thought he was should be the head coach and he's bitter about it or whatever then you know the, the, there's probably a, a few more hurt feelings there and, and likely no real likelihood that that Blake Williams could go stay there given that you know that that might spill over into this new staff but uh, you know they, these there's just a ton of uh, different ways to look at this. And, uh, you know, the reality is it may end up being somebody we haven't even thought of just because it's one of those things where you don't just look up a list of, like, coaches, um, like you do free agents or draft picks. There's just you're, – you're never sure, and guys are coming from all, all different type of places. I mean, who knows? Maybe he there's some dude the SEC he likes to, to come run his defense or something along those lines. Um, you know – it's 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 really up in the air to see exactly what he wants to do.
1: No, I you couldn't agree more. Uh, guys, this is your Locked On Browns Emergency Podcast. Uh, you know, Freddie Kitchens, now the official head coach of the Cleveland Browns. I'm six months older than Freddie Kitchens. How about that one for you guys? Um, good tweet here. Uh, I did want to mention uh, the Matt Williamson Locked On NFL Podcast, guys. Uh, Matt does a great job with the show. Put it into your uh, subscribe, uh, you know, Download. Uh, you'll get uh, you know weekend reaction on in his Monday show of the games over the weekend. You get Sage Rosenfels, Mike Renner from PFF, Mike Sando from ESPN. Friday, Matt does his pick-em show for the games for the weekend. Uh, so Matt Williamson, the Lockdown NFL podcast, guys. Make sure you put it into the rotation. Now here is a great tweet. Uh, Mark Sessler here. Uh, While so many interim staffs melt away into utter meaningless, the Browns found what everyone else is looking for, a talented play caller and a schemer who can work with a young quarterback. What's good for Baker Mayfield is good for the Browns. It is just that simple. There's enough talent around everywhere else. But if it, if it works with six, that should just be enough. That you can let all the other chips fall where they may. If six is cool with it and the relationship is good and it is a solid working relationship, there was no reason to rock that boat. Um.
0: You can certainly make the case for that. I mean, hell, that 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 seems to be the entire basis of the Arizona Cardinals hire. Uh, that without an eight game audition. Yeah, right. So I mean, there there are certainly coaches that have been hired on with with less in terms of less of a reason. Um, you know, I, the, certainly Baker Mayfield obviously matters. I mean, there's reporting that that he was Facetime into these head coaching interviews, which I think is interesting. Um, I, I'm surprised they went even that far, um, but obviously that's going to be a big part of it. But I've yet to hear anything but glowing praise out of anyone on, on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to Freddie Kitchen. So I don't, you know, I, certain. Don't get me wrong. Baker Mayfield is the show in a lot of ways, but I do think that, and part of it, undoubtedly is going to be the fact that you know he did stuff which. Doesn't seem revolutionary to me, but is revolutionary to a lot of people in this idea of asking people what plays, you know, makes sense to them. That type of stuff, like we do that in high school, but whatever. Uh, you like the fact that he's open. Like one of the criticisms when Hugh and Haley were were here was that they weren't, and and I think part of that was because the relationship those two didn't have. It, it, it felt like they were almost competing against each other. Where I think once, you know, kitchens took over, it was sort of a brush, breath of fresh air, and 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 in some respects, um, a galvanizing force that not only is it look we've got to get this thing righted for the sake of the team, but look, this is an opportunity for us to sort of come together and actually prove something here, and and they've certainly done that. So. You know, that in some respects, you could say desperation produce, produces some ingenuity in this part that that they, they're basically Freddie Kitchens and these guys come in. And it's not like, you know, I, I don't want to paint him as some like, uh, you know, a guy who didn't know what he was doing. But I, I do think in, in part, it's a little bit of, I didn't expect this to happen. Let me sort of pool my resources, which in this case is partly the roster, and let's figure out how we all get on the same page. And not only does 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 this work in the standpoint that he gets input and the players feel like they're invested, but he gets a buy-in naturally that they're that that, that the players feel like they're listening, that he's listening to them, that he that everybody's sort of going in the same direction. And I think he helped himself a great deal with that. And those type of tools um, should help him when it comes to hiring a staff like I he feels like a guy who's going to be rather than uh, and I'm sure he's got certain issues where it's a you know my way or the highway but it does seem like he's more of a collaborator type and that he's willing to listen to people and I do think that that makes it more attractive to potential candidates as well as the players that they've got a head coach who's not going to basically tell them this is how we're doing it no shut up this is what we're doing and a guy who's like well you know I thought about this you know, bouncing it off. What do you guys think? Do you have any other ideas type thing? I, I do think there's a strength to that, even though it's certainly not how it used to be done, but I do think it has an advantage now.
1: Well, and you know, and I agree with you there, and you make a great point with that, because if you went to your players on offense and you sat with them and said, what do you think works? What do you like? You're certainly not going to hire a guy to you know be one of your equals, even though you're the head coach, and tell him you're in charge of my defense, and tell him what to do. I mean, if it becomes an issue, yeah. I mean, you know, but Freddie and his little country style, hey, man, just keep him under 25. Everything will be fine. Do your thing. I'll take care of the rest. And, you know, I think he, he gives the vibe that he will be an easy enough guy to work off, work with. If you can work with your players, I don't know why you wouldn't be able to work with your assistant coaches. Um, here is one popular question we seem to be getting from a lot of people. um, Whether or not a, a, some sort of experienced veteran Former head coach or somebody of somebody that ilk, I gotta think that's something they're probably going to approach uh, if they find the guy that fits. I mean, you, you do you do want someone there to you know so Freddie could at least have somebody who's been there before to bounce things off of. So I would say, yeah, I mean, you're gonna look at that. I mean, could it be a Pagano as your defensive coordinator? Uh, look, I mean, Brad Childress's name got mentioned, and he did quit the job he had, and I, I don't think you were gonna quit the job you had until you knew Stefanski got the job. So maybe he's still a possibility because he is tied to John Dorsey as well here. So that's another name and a possibility. Uh, you know, me personally, I, you know, I mean, he's he's usually, Childress is better behind the scenes. So it is a possibility of a name like that, in my opinion. What about you, Pete?
0: Um, I think what people are largely looking for, again, really what they want is a name and they're disguising it as, well, I, we, we want a veteran to make sure you know a guy who's done this a long time to make sure he doesn't know doesn't doesn't fall on his face. And I think he's already cleared that hurdle. But you know, if he keeps a guy like Bob Wiley, the guy's been coaching since you know the Civil War. <laughs> you, you 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 can get that type of uh, presence without necessarily having it be a coordinator. Uh, you know, there are other other avenues to go go down with that road. I mean, they they. They, they could certainly do that. But I mean, look, at the same time, if, if, if you're saying you wanted to avoid, you know, going, you know, with an older guy, because you want more of a new school vibe and all that, why would you then say, well, but for the other side of the ball, we want to do it this, this, this way? Why? I mean, I, I would, I would just say, I don't care, you know, about